Merkel Media. How's the show coming? It's coming really good. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear yourself? Yeah. That's good. That means, <clears throat> that means it's working. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to have some fun? Yeah. All right, cool. We're going to start recording, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge, and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling at me, and they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reach my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member because members get access to membership shows every Thursday. And on Tuesdays, you get the Tuesday shows ad-free plus any overtime content available. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, become a member, and just let anybody know who maybe doesn't know, overtime means sometimes I have a Tuesday show that's an extended conversation, and the second half of that conversation is an overtime for members only on the website or the Castos app. So thank you very much for your consideration. Also, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. There you can get yourself emergency supply food that will last up to 25 years on the shelf. Friends, the world's going crazy. There's a lot of food shortages happening right now, and they said it wasn't going to happen until the fall, so I can only imagine what the fall it has in store for us. But in the meantime, friends, make sure that you and your family are good to go. So start preparing now, whether it's through preparewiththeconfessionals.com or going to your store, getting extra whenever you go to the store. Just do it because you're going to thank yourself later when whatever you could have got today is $10 more tomorrow. So there's that. Everybody, listen, I have some great news for you because we actually have an in-studio guest. Before we get to the in-studio guest, though, I just want to remind everybody, we do have the Spirits Are In Tour. That is a tour that I am going to be doing with listeners on April 8th through April 9th. And if the listeners want to be part of that tour, they can be. All they have to do is go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. And on the page right there, you'll see at the very top, 
the spirits are in tour tab. When you click that, it will give you all the information of what we're doing on this tour and who to contact on the very bottom, which is Educated Wanderer, my brother-in-law Creed. And you can email him at travelgrouptours at AOL.com or go to their website, educatedwanderer.com. Or you can call them 973-513-9001 if you want to get in touch with them about coming on tour with me to the Shanley Hotel. That's right. We are going to the Shanley Hotel. I am really excited about this. And we're going to visit Sleepy Hollow, which is also another great bucket list item for so many people and stuff. So this is going to be a really fun tour. We're going to spend our night in the Shanley Hotel, which is a very haunted hotel. They actually make you sign a waiver before you stay there because I guess it's so paranormal. So if you're interested in coming with me to the Shanley Hotel on a very exclusive tour, you're going to want to get a hold of Creed or Jen at EducatedWanderer.com. Their email again is Travel Group Tours at AOL.com or you can call them 973-513-9001. All right, let's get to the special guest here. We have, who do we have today? What's your name? Ben. You got to talk into the microphone. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Ben. And who are you? Uh, You're my son, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good, good. So listen, when we actually tried this with you before, when you were younger, you didn't like it. You didn't like talking into the microphone. You what? didn't. You got to hold up the microphone, bud. Why? Because it was, I guess it was scary because when you first talked in the microphone, you actually heard your voice come through and it scared you. Uh, but now you're older and bigger and you can handle it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. We just moved to where? Uh. Hold up to your mouth. Uh. Where'd we move? Tennessee. Yeah. We just moved to Tennessee. Do you like the new house? Yeah. What do you like most about the new house? Um. I just like uh, my bed. You like your new bed? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else do you like about the house? Um, I just like um uh back to daddy. Back to daddy. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So uh, I was talking about the Shanley Hotel tour we're going on, the Spirits Are In tour. And that's me and Uncle Creed. We're going to a, a hotel together. Did you know that? No. You got to hold it up to the microphone. No. You didn't know that. Well, now you do. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, we're going to have a great time with this next guest we have coming on because we have Terrence coming on and he actually called in a Bigfoot once. What? Yeah. Yeah, he was out in the woods and he was singing and he was recording it on video for his Uh-oh. yeah for his social media on TikTok. And then a Bigfoot came in the background when it heard him singing. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and listen to Terrence's story about calling in a Bigfoot right now. Okay. Okay. All right, today we got Terrence and Dents, aka Throat Sing King, on his TikTok. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you, bro? Dude, I'm doing good, man. So uh, you're up in Canada, and you listen. I've gotten to the point now with my show, and it, it's been a long time coming, but I've noticed that it, it's it's getting easier now. Where when somebody in the paranormal field has a video that goes viral. I've noticed that I have an easier time getting people on my show than I used to. In the early days, 
when my, the show was tiny, it was like, no, I'm, I'm waiting for Steve Harvey to contact me. You know, <laughs> like, now it's like, you know, yeah. hey, you want to come on the show? And you're like, heck yeah, let's do it. I'm like, all right, let's go. So uh, listen, you had uh, a video that went viral and uh, it was on TikTok. And I can't tell you, it had to be countless people sent it to me saying, check this out, check this out. And I remember when it first when it, when it first started popping off, people would uh, send it to me and I hit play on the first time and I saw you talking and you were doing your throat singing and I think I might have skimmed through it or something. I just remember I was like, what is this? It's boring. Click. I, I just got rid of it. I'm like, I don't got time to waste because like, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and watch five minutes of a video or something and, you know, have to squint the whole time, you know? Like, I had no idea what I was looking for. And then I, that was the first person to send it to me, right? And then I had like, I don't know, 10, 15 other people send me the video. I was like, scratching my head and thinking to myself, okay, maybe there's something in this video I need to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. So, um, you are a throat singer. You, you you're up in Canada, and uh, you were doing your thing out in nature, and you had some visitors, right? Oh yeah. Um, so basically, what happened was I was actually on a live video at the time. It was a live video on TikTok. You're actually allowed to download your live video, like it's all recorded. So when you go live, the first hundred minutes of your live video are going to be downloadable after like, you know, a few hours after you've actually done it. So while I was live, I noticed like I have really terrible eyes. Like uh, I think it's like 75, 20 vision where, you know, 20 feet away, things look like they're 75 feet away or something like that. I'm not really, sh I'm not an expert on optometry or whatever you call it, but um so I saw a deer, you know, it's kind of hard to miss those when they're really close. So a tripod. So it was really hard for me to like position the camera so that the deer is facing, uh, I mean, the camera is facing the deer because uh, it was facing, you know, the deer was facing me opposite to the camera. So it wasn't in the camera's view at first. So then I take the camera, I try to position it as good as possible to show the deer. So I zoom in on the deer and that was it. You know, that's all I was really focused on. I just wanted to show my uh, attracting a deer, you know, because uh, it literally came out of nowhere. There was no deer anywhere in sight in the beginning of my live video. And then it just started walking up to me like it was a shock to like it was like it startled me. And then I zoom in and then, you know, I get home like a few hours later, I crop out the video where, uh, you know, from the live, you know, cause it's like a hundred minute live. I'm not going to be able to post all that. So I guess crop out the portion where the deer is. Cause that's what I wanted, you know, and I, and I, it was live. So the quality was terrible. We're in you know, the forest. So the quality is definitely going to be like, you know, really pixelated because of the connection. So, uh, all I wanted to do was show the deer you know, being attracted to my throat singing and that's it. And I was like, I'm just going to post this on my profile. I just wanted to be known that I can attract deer with my throat singing and that's it. And then out of nowhere, like in a few hours after I posted it, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. I wasn't expecting to get any kind of attention from it, like maybe 5,000 views max, 
you know, for tracking a deer. And out of nowhere, I see it like, whoa, there's so many comments saying, what is that in the background? And everyone's like, oh yeah, focus on the deer, not the scary stuff in the background. And I was like, what scary stuff in the background <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> and then I watched the whole, I didn't even watch the video myself until after people started commenting it. Like, I didn't notice that. I guess, I guess knew that there was a deer in that portion of the video. And that's when I posted it. I wasn't really paying attention to anything else. So it was a surprise to me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine so. Uh, people, they, they see the video, they see the, the figures in the background and they see the deer. And uh, I was really surprised by the amount of people saying that you staged it and you had somebody walking in the background. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, how hard would that be to go on a TikTok live for over an hour, record over an hour with your buddy hanging out in the background, somehow call in a deer to set up the yeah. scene. Yeah. So how, like, this is what my question is. How would I attract a deer and then have my friends positioned exactly where the deer is far away to the point where they, they you know, their image could be distorted to be inter interpreted as something else. Like, how would yes. I know what exact distance <laughs> like uh that was like one of my first times going live in nature so that was one of the first times you went live out in the forest yeah i usually go live in my garage here um yeah that was like one of my first times i think i did it one time before but it was a really brief hello to my followers so yeah. yeah so the videos that because you and i were talking before we started recording here and uh you said that you you always do this stuff out in the nature so is it like pre-recorded stuff then that you usually do out in nature and then you post it to tiktok later yeah yeah so uh those videos don't do, i don't know that that thing was a one in a million chance like i can never recreate that like it was live i was 40 minutes in on my video when that happened so <laughs> it was like really unexpected um but yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I mean, like you, you ever hear the phrase beginner's luck? I mean, the first time you're out there, you know, so uh, wow, 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 wow. That's crazy. So, all right, this, the creature or whatever's walking in the background, uh, what what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I I have my thoughts. I mean, as somebody who comes from the paranormal community, uh, I give a lot of weight to creatures in the forest that are let's just say, quote unquote, undocumented, you know, Bigfoot, Dogman. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of the Dogman, but, uh, you know, Bigfoot, everybody's heard of. And, and you being a native in Canada, I'm sure you've, you've heard of stories of Sasquatch or whatever your, your, the native tongue would call it. Um, what are your thoughts um, on that? Uh, to be honest, I'm actually not native. Really? I'm actually... Um I, I didn't know that. I thought you, I just assumed here, here I am profiling you just by your looks. And I just, I was like, he's, he's must be native. I'm just going to assume yeah, he's native. So, but honestly, you're not fully wrong. Um, I'm from the Philippines and my grandfather comes from the Northern region where uh, the natives Igorot live. Okay. So I do have native roots. So I, I, I guess it makes sense. You might, you're mistaken me as native American. I'm native Filipino, I guess. <laughs> hey man, I'm a little stupid sometimes. So it is what it is, but that's no, all right. I, I'm not even going to apologize for it. <laughs> I, I, I just come to expect these things from me. Uh, yeah, honestly, a lot of people say I, I'm native and I guess don't correct them. Cause I feel like that's what's <laughs> no, you should, man. You should like if, if some, if somebody said, I, I, I don't know, I, like, I don't know. I would correct people if they said something different. I'd be like, no, I'm Puerto Rican, actually. So 
They, people don't even think I'm Puerto Rican because I don't speak Spanish. I don't, I don't sound Puerto Rican, you know? So, <laughs> uh, anyways, where were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Bigfoot. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So I don't know. Have you ever heard of the law of attraction at all? Yeah. So law of attraction, basically everything is based in frequency. Like, you know, even scientifically, they know this where, you know, if you zoom in on anything, it's going to show up as atoms and those atoms become these electrons and protons. And, you know, it's all energy, basically, though, as everything is energy and all energy has frequency, right? Even people, people have a frequency. So you can dictate your frequency by assessing your emotional state. Like, so if I'm in like in a happy, you know, mood or like in a really good feeling mood, that means I'm probably, I'm on a high frequency at that moment. Also, uh, and then, you know, the opposite, which, you know, if I'm feeling in, you know, negative emotions, that means I'm on a lower frequency. So two or more things can share the same space if they're not on the same frequency. So for instance, if I'm on a low frequency, I'm going to be on a a match to other low frequency things. If I'm on a high frequency, I'm going to be a match to high frequency things. You're a Christian, right? So uh, angels would be on the highest frequency, you know, next to God, or I mean like, you know, right just below God, I, I refer to God as source, but, um, and then there's, uh, you know, de- demons, you know, in the lower end of the frequencies, right? So basically before the video, I was, um, I was in a really good feeling state. I was just chilling. I was just talking to my followers. I was just, uh, you know, chatting and answering some questions and overtone singing with them, you know, to them, I mean, and then I showed them that deer and I was really excited at that moment, right? So I perceived that as a really, you know, like a pretty high frequency. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. And, um, a lot of people are saying those things are demons or whatever. And I guess don't agree with that at all. Uh, before the, um, before the live stream, I was actually asking, uh, cause I believe that, you know, angels and other entities, like even Hindu gods and all these other, ev- everything that humanity has ever thought of exists to me, like all consciousness exists. So I was just asking, you know, like whoever, you know, whoever out there wants to help me gain, you know, gain more reach, gain as many views as I can, please help me. You know what I mean? Like I was just asking for help to any, you know, any loving beings. Like I don't like to welcome demonic energy or any low entities. So I guess any loving beings who would like to assist me in uh, reaching as many people as possible, please do. And then that's, that's when I started the live video. And, uh, you know, I feel like whatever those beings were either, I don't I'm honestly, I'm not dismissing that those could just be random people hiding in the bushes for some reason. Uh, you know, but you know, they could also be those entities that I called upon, you know, I don't even know what they are. Like I, I didn't really specify who I wanted there. I asked for any ascended master. That's what we call them in the, you know, the spiritual communities. Ascended masters are basically any idol or any, or any kind of uh, entity that people have thought up and worshipped or, you know what I mean? Like Archangel Michael to me is an ascended master. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. So uh, one, if I'm hearing you correctly, it seems like you you believe and feel like you asked for them to show their, themselves and they did. I don't know if that's the case because, uh, you know, whatever happened, it did get me a lot of reach. You know, people have been sharing this everywhere. Uh, I've been, you know, 
people have been getting millions of views off of my video too by sharing it on their pages. So whatever whatever happened, it happened. You know what I mean? It asked, that, you know, I asked and I received. How does that make you feel? People taking your video, sharing it on their channels, getting millions of views, probably making money off of your videos. I don't know. I guess it's okay, but uh, you know, I get as much reach. So as as long as people, you know, uh, give me credit for the video, like add, you know, like give me, you know, my name and all this other stuff then I'm good with that. You know, it's a different story when they try to remove all credit from me. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Hey guys, I was just whistling in the forest and came across Bigfoot. Look at this video. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, that that's interesting. And so, uh, when you and I were talking beforehand, uh, you mentioned about how your spiritual beliefs are probably more along the lines of new age. I'm not a new age expert, uh, but would you say you are a new ager? Um, I wouldn't label myself that cause I, there's a lot of stuff in the new age I don't agree with, but there is a lot of in the stuff in the new age I do agree with. So I guess I could be considered that by people who aren't really well-versed in, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I wouldn't like go up to people and say I'm a new ager. I don't like to label myself that. It's not. It, well, I wouldn't either because it sounds corny. Oh, yo, I'm a new ager. It's like what? <laughs> Come up with a better name, man. Like you know. <laughs> but uh, it seems lazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have all these other you know philosophical, theological terms, and you're like, I'm new age. What? Like it's like saying I'm new school, old school. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so. With with that said and stuff, um, you you mentioned about how you were asking for uh, uh, good beings assistance assistance from good good beings, not bad beings. Uh, yeah, like beings of love. Basically, that's what it was. Like basically of loving nature and are of service to me and other people. And you know what I mean. Basically, it's kind of a feeling you give off. You know, your emotions are what dictate what frequency you give off. And it was mostly my feeling state that dictated who I was communicating to. Like if I was angry and I was like, you know, malicious or wanted to attack someone, it would be on a lower frequency and I would uh, attract demons probably or lower dimensional beings. Like for me, demons are real and other lower dimensional beings. Okay. Uh, so, cause you were talking about the law of attraction. So, so remind me what you said there, because I've heard people talk about it before, but you know, sometimes my, my eyes just like gloss over when I, when, when people start talking about the frequencies, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, but, uh, the, the, uh, the, so can two beings, what you were talking about before, like two beings can, can exist on the same frequency or is it like, is it like, cause could, could a, so say you're a higher frequency, could a lower being be on your frequency, even though it's a lower frequency being? Uh, so what happens when two opposing frequencies come to the same space, the universal law makes it so that they have to match somewhere in the middle or the dominant frequency wins and the, and the lower entity or lower frequency has to either match the higher frequency or the higher frequency has to match the lower frequency. It's kind of, they have to match to be able to share the same space. So if they're not matching, then they will eventually or they have to avoid each other and not be in the same space. Okay. Uh, okay. So if, if you are on a high frequency and there is a lower frequency entity present, it has to match your frequency or you have to match or leave. And, and I, or leave. Or, or, Sorry. Leave, or leave. Right. So uh, your, your audio is kind of cutting off. Sorry. 
Don't tell me that. I'm a professional podcaster, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, for anybody listening, I'm, I'm actually uh, working out of my new house. I'm working off Wi-Fi right now. And uh, until I get in the new studio, hopefully uh, we can make things work here. Uh, so uh, just do the best you can hearing me. If you if, ask me to repeat myself, if you need me to. Um, but uh, the these so basically, uh, I'm the so you're a high, say you're you're a higher frequency, and say there's a there's a demon lower frequency, uh, and it doesn't leave. Can a demon become higher frequency on your level than it exists in the same plane? Can it? Can well, can it do that? Well, honestly, um, in my you know, a lot of people when they think angels and demons, they think black and white. They think that the what's it called? The demon will probably you know stay in a lower place and cause harm to others for the rest of his existence. But I really do believe that demons can change perspectives. They can change perspectives to be of. Uh, of not causing harm to others. It's just they're in a place of complete separation. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain uh, from, the, you know, I would have to talk about the whole concept of oneness. You know what I mean? Like source or God is everything, in my opinion. Like uh, literally it exists in everyone and everything that exists. It's like just oh, everything is God, in my opinion. Like, you know, I'm just wording it that way, but I refer to it as source. Uh, demons are in a frequency where they're in complete separation from God. They, you know, when you're in a place of separation, you do not perceive anything bad when you cause harm to something separate from yourself. But if you actually see oneness and you see yourself at others, then you cannot harm them without harming yourself, right? That's what, you know, angels, they see themselves as you. Like, they, they don't see any separation between you and them. That's why they're extremely loving because they take you as a part of themselves. So, but demons are in a complete separation. Like uh, they, they're kind of like almost on the same level as say a serial killer, like in, in sense of like uh, seeing others as separate from themselves. And uh, yeah, like that's why they cause harm to other people. They don't see that what they're doing is causing harm to themselves. They're, they see themselves as separate. And that's just what, I, but uh, if you actually were to sit down with a demon and change his perspective to, uh, you know, like give it love and nourishing and not this push away and hatred that most people give demons, then they will actually, uh, you know, there's a whole process to it, but they can actually change their perspectives and stop being demonic. They they will stop uh, causing harm to others. That's just what I've experienced. Have, but so have, have you sat down with a demon and talked with them like that? Um, uh, to be honest, I'm not equipped enough to do that like i have to i would have to be really well versed in psychology and how their how the their way of thinking is some people who do that but uh for me personally i've only ever like pushed them away like what normal people would do is uh basically keep them away from my space because uh, i don't know how to deal with them i know some people do it's just i will i just uh have too much fear within me and i don't trust myself to be able to do that properly do you? So what I've been do? I actually do. I've done exorcisms where I've uh, pushed demons out of a space. I, uh, you know, like throat singing is actually on in itself uh, is actually on a high frequency. Actually, scare demons away if you set the intention for it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, okay. Now, what you said earlier—that's where the differences i guess maybe not maybe just vantage points 
Um, but in, in Christian theology, uh, there's the, the angels that did rebel against God because they did not like the position of humans with angels. Uh, and so there would be that idea that ain't not all angels, uh, were cool with humans, you know? Um, but, uh, when it comes to this, this, this whole thing, uh, is it possible? Cause like I view myself as a high, low frequency kind of guy. Like it depends on what day it is, you know, like, like I, I could be like right now I'm jolly. I'm in good mood, you know? Uh, but don't catch me yesterday. I was not happy yesterday and I was <laughs> letting everybody know. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, is that something that, uh, do you feel like as somebody who's tuned into this kind of thinking and, and thought process and, and maybe even spiritual walking, um, do you have a firm control over your frequency? Is that something that you can control so that you're walking in a high frequency all the time? Honestly, uh, I don't like the idea of controlling your frequency. I feel, you know, your emotional states are what they are because, um, they're, I believe emotions to be like messengers. Basically they tell you, they give you information about something. You're feeling this way because something happened that wasn't okay with you or, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like a whole, it's a really long explanation, but basically um, everyone has multiple personalities. It's kind of a bold statement, but everyone has different personalities within themselves and they're created through the process of fragmentation, which happens in childhood. Basically, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know if I should get into that. I feel like it's going to take way too long. Um, see here. What, 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 what is it? What are you talking about? Like I was going to talk about, how frequency works in regards to our multi our, our different sides to ourselves. You know, everyone has different sides to everyone. And I was going to explain how we develop these sides of different sides of ourselves in childhood. It's kind of, I don't know. Are you still recording? No, yeah, I'm still recording. And, and, and I mean, I can edit it out and stuff, but I, I, I think that that would be interesting to, to hear, to be honest with you. All right. So, we're here for a conversation, brother. It's it, it goes wherever. I mean, we started off talking about your video and Bigfoot. I'm sure we'll get back to his stuff, but I find this interesting. I'm just seeing where it goes. All right. So, um, all right, let's try this. All right. So, in childhood, basically, what happens is we have, you know, we're 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 born as whole, right? Like a whole being, right? We're we're a whole person when we're born, and then growing up, we're told that parts of ourselves like you know like uh parts of our aspects of our personality is unacceptable like you shouldn't be this way you know your parents would say this you shouldn't be this way and you should uh be something else you know what i mean like they direct what they want you to be uh you know and basically they say that food and water and shelter are the most crucial parts of survival right those those things are like the you know in the hierarchy of uh forget what it's called but there's like a hierarchy of needs or something like that but they say food water and shelter is the most um important thing for a human survival but it's actually not the most important thing for a human survival is connection you see connection is you know connection to our parents connection to our community and our tribe it was deemed as the most important thing because if you didn't have connection to your tribe or your parents, then they would stop providing your needs. They would stop giving you food, water, and shelter. You really depended on them, right? So your parents' approval and connection was the most important thing. And uh, 
once they say things like this is unacceptable behavior this is uh i don't like this about you you actually have to split from that part of yourself you see you split in personality through the process of socialization being told what is acceptable and not acceptable about you so you split off from this part of you that was you know uh this whole part of you and then this new personality comes up that matches what the parents are wanting from the child but the thing is it doesn't go away the thing that they pushed away about themselves it doesn't go away it stays in the subconscious it's still there so that's how we develop multiple personalities is through all the trauma and experiences of uh, being rejected in childhood of, uh, of certain parts of our personality so there's these aspects of ourselves that experience these things and they're suppressing the subconscious so they're constantly influencing your energy what frequency you're on so say if you were in a bad mood yesterday and now you're in a good mood it's because you get switched from personality to person like you were a different person yesterday a different aspect of your consciousness and now today you are a different aspect of your consciousness that's more favorable and is more in joy but the thing is the thing that from yesterday doesn't go away you're actually still your frequency is dictated by the amalgamation of all the frequencies of every part of your consciousness um not sure if you got any of that <laughs> no i got no i got uh i got uh i'd say about 7.3% of it no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about our sponsor for today, which is HelloFresh. Hello, good food. I love HelloFresh, and you should too. With HelloFresh, you get fresh farm pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make your home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Let's stress the affordable part because HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket. You might think that's impossible, but when you have a professional chef pre-portioning all the ingredients for you, you don't waste any food. All the food that you get in your order is to be used. No extras. And so many people go to a grocery store and they're like, I think I need 10 onions when you only needed a half an onion. And then you want to throw in the onion away because you don't use onion all the time. You want to spending $10 on onions. I don't know how much onions are, but let's just say $10. You wind up wasting $10. And with this HelloFresh plan, you will not waste any money on any food. It's a great deal for everybody. And they actually have seasonal menus as well. So it's not the same thing all the time. You will literally have plenty of fresh options all the time. They have up to 50 different weekly options and you can skip weeks when you don't need to, change your delivery date or update your preferences all from the HelloFresh app. Listen guys, I got HelloFresh down here at Tennessee. They told me that they wanted to send me some stuff and I told them to hold on and wait until I got to Tennessee so that the new people that moved into the old house didn't get my HelloFresh. Well, I got the stuff down here. Lindsay was a masterful chef in the kitchen. She was killing it. And I was taking pictures and posting it on my stories on Instagram. And my one friend was saying, dude, like that Tennessee living is killing it. I'm like, bro, that's HelloFresh living, man. Like it is killing it anywhere you get it. So if you guys want, go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use code confessional16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use code confessional16 
for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You don't get much better deals than that. Go now. I, and I, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, it, it seems like it seems a little bit of how because I'm a big Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson fan. You should be too, since he's Canadian. Uh, just saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so Jordan talks about uh, a child's social development. His fir- the child's first four years of their life is the most crucial time of their life for social development. Uh, and, and I, I actually, I mean, of course I agree with, agree with, I mean, I, I'm not in any shoes to argue with somebody of his intelligence, but, uh, I have seen it firsthand. My son is four years old. Uh, he had just turned two, uh, he turned two in December, uh, 2019. And then a few months later, the world went crazy and everything gets locked down. He can't do things that a normal two year old could do. And uh, even to the point that where we when we left the Philadelphia area just a few weeks ago, we went into the Chick-fil-A and they have a play area and it was still closed. They turned it into a storage room because they didn't have any plans of opening it up again for kids to play in. And so that like uh, the social stunting of my son uh, took place for two years. Uh, And so I can see that in him now uh, being in Tennessee where uh, you know, he, we're, we're living in an area where we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. We don't have to check the website to see if they're accepting people with masks or no masks. And, uh, and my, my neighbor has a three-year-old turning four in July and my son's playing with the neighbor kid now, and he has a little friend, but there's little things that I'm seeing where like just yesterday we were out the, the uh, Ben was playing with the kid in the yard and I was in the back of the yard with the dad, uh, and he was showing me some things around. Anyways, uh, it got late, and I told my son that we had to go, and I called across the yard for him, and he just started crying hysterically. He, he, he And he does this every time he's having fun with other kids or in a, in a new environment, and it's time to stop that fun and move on. He can't cope with it. And... Uh, the the child that he was saying goodbye to, who's actually a few like probably about five six months younger than my son, said to him, "You don't need to cry. I'll see you again." You know, and it's just like my son didn't quite grasp that because of the social stunting that happened the last two years, where he he couldn't meet strangers in in, in a play area, and you know, even down to the normal things like churches and stuff were so bizarre and hit and miss with socialization. It was just it was really hard, right? Uh, and so I could see how things like in an early childhood life can can uh, the the environment of the child can form the child's character and and how they perceive the world and how they react with the world. And uh, it's not the same thing, I know, but it's 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 it, how how, yeah, how so, I'm computing it. Yeah, so I, I understand that. Like, uh, I think is a lot of children born uh, right now are actually extremely sensitive. And uh, so, like, for instance, to avoid any fragmentation with that child, you know, like, I'm not I'm not trying to teach how to parent. I'm just saying from my perspective. Yeah, it's fine. Basically, what I would do to make sure that the child doesn't you know, to minimize as much damage as possible would be to basically validate the child's emotion. Be like, it, and it's, it's completely right that you're feeling this way. You know, it's a sad time to separate from your friends you know, to make them feel, you know, like they're right to feel that they feel, 
Yeah. Like a lot of the time parents will be like, you shouldn't feel this way. This is wrong to feel this way. Uh, you know, and that's actually creates fragmentation because what happens is the child is like, yeah, this part of me that's sensitive and is like this, I, I hate him. I'm going to push him away. And then what happens is, um, yeah, then the child, uh, owns that part of himself and he becomes this new, not sensitive person, even though deep down he is sensitive. And uh, the subconscious mind actually finds ways to go back into wholeness. So, for instance, how the subconscious goes back into wholeness is by reflecting on the outside, like attracting, you know, from the law of attraction, it attracts people who remind you of the parts that you've suppressed. So the kid who suppresses their sensitive side will now see outwardly sensitive people as people that trigger them. Like you're so sensitive, God, you know, like they get triggered by sensitive people because uh, they disown their sensitive part because, you know, the, they needed the parents approval and acceptance. And they saw that as a means of survival, right? Because like I said, connection is the most important thing. So they had to reject that part of them because they subconsciously perceived that as staying alive. So they have to basically, um, they see these people that they, you know, like, people that are sensitive are triggering them now it's because their subconscious sees them as a threat too. you know what I mean? Like they see it as a threat to their own survival to, you know, but at the same time, it's bringing up their own sensitive parts. Kind of like, I don't know, like this is my trigger. A lot of your uh, followers, but for instance, people who are homophobic, not based in religion. I mean, like not because of what the Bible says, but just because they hate what, you know, they just hate gay people. Most of the time, themselves gay and they've suppressed it. Yeah, I, 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 I knew you were going there, bro. <laughs> no, but I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I do because, uh, and it, like, my son is a very emotional kid, and I can't tell you how many times I tell my wife that's exactly how I was as a child, and what you're describing is exactly what happened to me as a child. I was. I found myself in an environment where emotional, uh, emo, uh, being emotional, sensitive, emotionally sensitive, was not a good thing. It was. It was seen as a weakness in the environment that I grew up in, and I learned very quickly that I needed to subdue that and become this hardened individual from a very young age. I'm talking about five years old. I moved to a new neighborhood, and it started right away. And over the years, I became a very hardened individual. Uh, it, it, before I started podcasting in my mid twenties, uh, I was, I was a very nasty person. Um, and as I got older, I started, uh, maturing and, uh, becoming the man that I believe God wanted me to be and, uh, learning that, that, that side of me as a child never left. Like you were talking about, it never left me. And so now I have this situation in my life where, I have this battle of this hardened Tony that's been around for all these years, uh, this angry, snappy person that was always there uh, as a self-defense mechanism so, because we didn't want to let people get too close to see the soft side of me. So like, before, if, if, if somebody says something to me that hurt my feelings, before I let them see they hurt my feelings, I'm going to bite their head off so they don't think that they hurt my feelings, you know? And so, uh, but as I've gotten older, I've, especially once I had the kids, um, I, the emotion, the emotional side of me really started coming back around and I don't try fighting it. 
Um, like, uh, for instance, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people out there listening right now that can relate. When I became a father, any commercial TV show that has to do with a father uh, having an emotional, emotional, loving moment with their their child, I can't help. My, I start crying. I and, and it always starts out like, uh, like I start having this like weird sound because I'm like trying to hold back tears. I'm just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> And Lindsay looks at my wife, my wife looks That's at me awesome. and stuff and I'm like starting to grunt because I'm just like, oh, I'm trying not to cry. But like it, 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 whenever you see a commercial for the, the uh, children's hospitals, you see a, a sick kid and stuff, it destroys me. It kills me because I now know the love of a child and a father that I can't I, like, like any parent out there. And there is a listener right now. She knows who she is. She is very close to losing her seven-year-old and i can't imagine what she's going through right now oh wow i'm uh, sorry to hear that for her, for her who she's listening it, it killed me I, I i posted something on my instagram and she commented about how how great it is to have children and to love them and love every moment and then she mentioned about how uh, she has a seven-year-old that's on the verge of passing away and like that kind of stuff messes me up, man. And that years ago, I, that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have phased me. And I think it was partly because I I've become a father, but also yeah. because I've grown up and I've allowed who I am really to be who I am. Now I'm trying to learn how to, because uh, the emotional side of me is there but also the edgy side of me. So when those two meet, you got an emotional edgy guy who's very snappy and does it in emotions. And so like, like it's not the greatest, the combination sometimes, but um, anyways, listen, this is a paranormal show and we're just talking about all this crazy stuff, but it's a good conversation. And I think that um, it, the, the, the subconsciousness of human beings and stuff is so uh, deep and that's what I was telling you about earlier and stuff. We were talking off air. Uh, I don't pretend I have it all figured out. The paranormal, the consciousness, all that stuff. I have my roots, my foundational beliefs that I believe. I'm not going to shy away from conversation with somebody who has different perspectives than me because I v feel very uncomfortable, even though I'm very comfortable in my foundation of spiritual beliefs, right? Uh, I also, at the same time, feel very uncomfortable saying, I know everything. You got nothing to offer me in this conversation. You know, that just, that's very, it's uh, a fence I don't like walking. So uh, this is a good conversation I'm having with you and I'm enjoying the conversation uh, talking about Likewise. these. Uh, and and I, I, it's interesting that this all kind of stemmed, this, this, it's just like a rabbit trail conversation we, we went down here, stemming from this video on TikTok. Now, let me circle back for the people who are pulling their hair out, going bald like me because I'm not staying on topic. Uh, going back to this video, though, uh, the the whatever you saw, let, you you said that you know, for all I know, it could have been somebody just walking back there. I don't know if you believe that. I don't believe that. Uh, they were just like in the bushes, though. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, why I, would they be in the bushes? Just... I, they're pervs. I don't know. Like they like. <laughs> The throat singing turned them on or something. I don't know. Like it's weird, you know. <laughs> uh, but 
the to me with what you what you said earlier about how I don't know if you even call it a prayer, but whatever you were doing that you were asking for certain. The, yeah, it was like a, you can call it a prayer. I call it just inten- setting an intention. Okay, so but uh, you know, same thing. So you set that intention, uh, and the visibility of whatever that was is what actually brought the attention to you, right? So, uh, do you think that there were spiritual beings that? that physically showed themselves on video for you so that you would get that attention you were asking for? Uh, potentially. You know, what's weird about the video is it glitches right before those things appear. Like, like literally moments before um, before the video was... Um, what's it called? Before, before they appeared on the video, there you can see this glitch happening i don't know if you saw that yeah but that's, that's what i found strange uh the thing is when um in the you know we're right now we're in the third dimension right there's like a you know a lot of dimensions out there. um in the higher dimensions like i said law of attraction dictates the universe so in the higher dimensions thought is um thought res- i mean uh things are thought responsive so once you think something it happens in the higher dimensions in the third dimension, there's a delay between the thought and the actual materialization of the thing that you're thinking of. Like, you know, you attract money, you know, like you can't just snap your fingers and it pops in your hand. There's this whole delay happens where things in the third dimension have to happen for that to come to you. But in the higher dimensions, once you think it, it's there. So that's why when you, uh, that's why I believe in every being that has ever been thought up. You know, I believe that uh, everything that people think of, you know, characters, Archangel Michael, uh, the Hindu gods, uh, other gods and other entities. If you thought it up and you drew it up and like, you know, you gave it personality and you put thought into it. uh, The focus and, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. So basically we have the capacity to create beings just by thinking of them. So uh, I do believe that every being exists and uh you know and also when you think about something it happens immediately in the higher dimensions like i mentioned so there's no delay so when i thought about you know when i was asking those beings please help me with this i truly believe that they were around me and i felt their presence so in that but, uh, moment it's not hindsight in that moment you felt the presence and then you ha- you so you just happened to get the proof of their presence in video form yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's really rare for beings in higher dimensions and other dimensional realities where they actually materialize in the physical dimension. So it's a really rare occurrence. It's not like something that happens every day. I know some people who are probably able to summon things into the physical. I'm not, I don't know those people, but I, I know that it's possible. It's just a really rare occurrence. Like I, I believe in aliens, extraterrestrials. So you believe in... Uh, the ability to uh, let me. I was, I was writing it down here. You said we can create beings by thinking of them. Yes, by so, thinking of them, giving thought to them, and the more people who do that, the more people who give it thought, and the more people who focus on them, they are giving them their energy and therefore creating them as a actual being. Like for instance, I truly believe that Archangel Michael, though he may have existed in the past. Um, People thinking of him and giving him these personality traits actually create and manifested a being in the higher dimensions that is like him.
And same with any other character you can think of. Okay. Uh, so on that note, uh, and you kind of just hit on this a little bit, uh, do you think, I mean, do you give validity then to the people who are going out and uh, meditating and trying to summon UFOs and, and these this uh, this contact with uh, the other dimensions? Um, uh, have you even, I'm assuming you, you know about that stuff. Yes. Uh, honestly, it's, um, it's a really touchy, I mean, it's like a subject where, okay, so might make me seem, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't even believe in aliens. So it's kind of a hard thing to talk about, um, to not well, polarize the crowd. You're, you're, well, you're at the right place. I think a lot of the people that listen to this show at least believe that there's something going on. Maybe they don't all agree on what it is, but they can all, most people say, yeah, there's definitely something going on. So honestly, this is a uh, pretty uh, outlandish uh, belief that I have. And other people do have this belief as well, that extraterrestrials, uh, there are some extra, like there's two groups, there are two main groups of extraterrestrials that are mostly known. There's the Galactic Federation, which is composed of different alien extraterrestrial races that are actually here for, to help humanity expand in consciousness. Um, and they're, they've been here, like, uh, they're in other dimensions. So like literally they could be next to you right now. They just don't know because they're in a different dimension. Uh, and then there's another group of ex aliens who, uh, who actually show their physical vessels, like their ships and stuff like their, their, their ships, they, uh, show themselves. And, uh, basically it's not like, you know, it's not a good species of alien. If they show their physical vessels, basically I'm saying, what they're doing is they're sharing their technology with our governments so that we destroy ourselves. They, they have this, um, like reptilians and, um, what's it called? The greys. They're working together. I don't know if you've ever heard of the reptilians and the greys, but they're, well, you really of- have never listened to my show. Of course I have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So those beings, they, it's not that they're bad or evil. They just perceive humans to be garbage. Like they're, they're like almost like their their species functions like a fly where their role in the universe is to remove garbage and they perceive us as a garbage species. Uh, the other group of aliens, they perceive it. They, they see the potential in us and they see themselves in us and they're for us. Like, you know what I mean? Like right now they're in a disagreement where either, um, it's, it's basically dictated on our actions who wins the disagreement. So the reptilians and the greys, they believe that we're a garbage species and they're giving our governments these weaponry uh, to uh, enable them to, to enable us to destroy ourselves. They, they want us to destroy ourselves. The other group is like, oh yeah, we'll give them that. And if they don't destroy them, themselves, then we're right. We're right that they are worthy of oneness and love and you know all this other stuff. So, um, but the thing is, yeah, we're, uh, it's kind of a battle and it's on, it's an ongoing battle where, uh, it doesn't look good so far for us. Yeah, clearly <laughs> we're, we're off to a great start in the 2020s, aren't we? I mean, uh, we, we started 2020 and I said, all right, guys, this is the, you know, the, the roaring twenties, let's make it the best ever this, that, and the other. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, if the, if we if we actually uh, you know don't destroy ourselves and we prove that we're not garbage, <laughs> uh, basically 
those greys and reptilians will leave us alone. And uh, it is my, uh, what's it called? Their presence is actually preventing uh, forces that are much worse than them. So, have, have go ahead. You, have you ever had any experiences with these beings? Uh, and I ask that because I get a very strong sense your answer is going to be yes. Uh, yes. They're, um, you know, they're light beings and you can communicate most of their communicate, uh, if not all their communication, like the, you know, the extra, I haven't really communicated with the greys and reptilians. I don't want to, Why? but <laughs> I'm not really interested. Uh, like I, I see, I feel a heaviness to the energy. I guess don't anyways. So the higher beings, you know what I mean? They are constantly helping us with, um, things that we do, we're not even aware of. But you see, when we talk about this stuff, a lot of people will think we're nut jobs or something like that. And I guess, uh, brother, I I'm used to it. Okay. Like, like, honestly, I mean, you're not saying anything right now that hasn't been talked about before on the show. Uh, we like, we'll, we'll talk about anything and I'll talk about anything. Uh, what I, what I am quite offended by is that you are quite racist towards the reptilians and the greys. I cannot believe like you not only even talk to them. My goodness, you're such an awful human being. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to invite any possibility of getting abducted by them or anything like that. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, hey, I just, um, I just released an episode. Uh, what's today? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I just released an episode today uh, with a lady named Missy, and um, I, 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 I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to call the episode, and and so uh, I actually I'm blanking now as to what I called the episode. But uh, she she had these dreams, and her mom had these dreams that made me feel like they may not be these dreams as much as suppressed memories that are coming through dreams, and. Uh, abduction and things like that. And I think recently, uh, yeah, just last month I had for a member show, uh, mystery kink, uh, podcast guys, they were on and Chris was telling about how he, he felt like it was a dream. No, let me put it this way. He wanted to tell people it was a dream, but the more details that came out, it didn't seem like a dream, man. And whatever he was dealing with, they were sampling things from his testicles and like, it wasn't fun. Like, like some people talk about partying with aliens and they get to have sex with aliens and they have hybrid babies. Not the case for him. Like he, he missed out on the whole sex thing. So, like, <laughs> so have you, have you ever heard of astral projection? Of course. Yeah. Or astral travel. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually something that anyone can do. Anyone can learn to do that. You see, um, there's this guy on YouTube and, uh, this, uh, other spiritual teacher uh so ryan cropper and teal swan they talk about out of body travel and uh yeah, yeah like they they give tutorials on how to do it uh, on how to actually travel and anyone can do it like uh i've done it a few times and it, like i said in the higher dimensions when you leave the body you're actually in the fourth dimension which is the the realm of uh and you know like where entities are you know what i mean where most People, you know, entities that were created by man are like the ascended masters, and you can even communicate with angels. You can even go to higher dimensions in the we're going out of body, and it's thought responsive. So anything you think of happens instantly. So if you say I want to go to this place, you can go there. And the cool thing about astral travel 
is uh, that you have this silver cord attached to you, to your third eye. So it's impossible. To, like a lot of people fear that they'll get stuck in it will come back in their body. But since it's thought responsive, it's actually harder to stay out of your body because once you think your body, you actually snap back into it immediately. So it's actually harder to stay out of it. You have to not think about the physical life at all. You're not supposed to think about your body in any shape, way, or form. Uh, otherwise, you'll snap back into it. So, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want to interrupt you here, but how how do you so what do you think about then to where where are you going then that doesn't remind you of the physical realm just focus on the like it it's like a, it takes a lot of practice the first few times you'll probably be out of body like a few seconds or a few minutes the thing is the time is warped in the astral realm so the thing you know say like if you spent if you feel like you spent 3 hours in astral it's probably going to be like a few minutes in the physical Oh man, you're hitting on some things that are getting my gears turning. Uh, you're in Canada, shoot, man, I can't bring you down to studio. We'll ha I we'll talk later, but go ahead, continue. I go ahead. Yeah. So, if you actually astral travel, learn how to astral. You know, you can tell between astral traveling and dreaming pretty clearly because dreaming everything is warped, right? Everything is warped and you know, abstract looking kind of like. But in astral plane, it's actually the same as the physical. And sometimes when you get to the higher dimensions, you actually more detail. Like say the physical dimension is 1080p and the higher realms are like 20k or 40k. I don't even know. 4k, I don't even know the right terminology for that. But higher definition, more colors, more detail. So that's how you can tell between dreams and astral travel. Absolutely. Anyone can astral travel. It, it just depends on the person. Like some people will take longer to get out of their body. Uh, but once you get well-versed, you will actually be able to leave your body within like five minutes after you've been experienced. But in the astral plane, you can literally experience anything. Like you could see, uh, how did the world form? I would like to experience that. And then you can actually go into this scenario like you'll actually see the image of how everything was created and all these other things and like yeah it's like an information hub you can look up you know how about this i would like to communicate and be in the presence of bigfoot you could you instantly go there if you're once you're experienced enough at first it'll be harder to control like a lot of people like to use lucid dreaming to uh practice first like they'll start lucid dreaming like where lucid dreaming is basically when you're dreaming and you're aware of the dream and you can control things in the dream um, people use that as practice before they get into astral planes. And uh, a lot of people, uh, they actually like, there's videos out there that warn you not to astral travel because I don't know, like a demon could follow you or something like that, or like you can get possessed. But honestly, that's, um, that's only if you let the fear take over, uh, there's going to be some fear. And, you know, when you're in a frequency of fear, you're going to be on the same vibration as things that cause fear. So you got to uh, be very emotionally attuned to yourself uh, and maybe get rid of any low vibration things out of, you know, what you're consuming. Like, for instance, a lot of people like to watch scary movies, right? Uh, that's actually uh, one of the reasons people have bad experiences in Nashville because they just refer to the scary movies they've watched and then they actually see those things. <laughs> hey man, listen, I, I might have to take that part out because 
people are going to listen to the show. They're like, they're like, well, I'm not going to listen to the confessionals anymore because I'm not trying to see stuff. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, um, astral travel is a big way, uh, a really major way to even get gain self-awareness. Like you'll be able to see where, why I'm a certain way. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'll see, you'll be able to go back to your traumas and experience, you know, these things that happened. Uh, so anyways, so, uh, yeah, people can just go to the astrals and communicate with aliens whenever they want. You can literally just astral travel and say, I would like to speak to, I would like the presence of extraterrestrials. You can name a specific race. There's Arcturians, there's Pleiadians, there's Lyrans, there's uh, a whole bunch of different, you know, extraterrestrial races. And uh, they all have a lot of wisdom and loving things to share. The thing is, uh, you know, we all have spirit guides. I don't know if you've ever heard of spirit guides. Yeah. But they're basically these entities here uh, who are here to guide us through our lives. And um, the thing about them is a lot of the time they don't, they never, like some people never get to talk to their spirit guide. Perfectly. Okay. Like, you know, a lot of people hear about this, you know, interdimensional stuff and they're like, you know, now I can talk to angels and all these aliens. I want to ask them for advice on what to do and stuff. The thing is, that's not their role. Uh, Once, once they influence your, you know what I mean? By giving you too much information, uh, they're kind of influencing your free will which is very important. We this life as we are. So a lot of the time, the guidance and the messages you get from them are very vague. And you can tell between a higher dimensional being and a lower dimensional being by the messages they give. So for instance, the higher dimensional beings, they are not able to give anything that is of low vibration. So they can't give you anything fear-based. They can't threaten you with anything. Like, if you do this, this is going to happen to you. That's not a higher being telling you to do that. That's uh, a fear-based uh, frequency that they're operating from. So that means they're a lower entity disguised as a higher frequency being. So the higher be- higher dimensional beings, the ones that vibrate at a high frequency, they're either going to be neutral with their messages when you communicate with them, or they're going to be very high and loving. If it's anything below that, like if they're they're saying you should do this or you happen or because I commanded, that's actually not in the name of free will and the opposite of what a higher being would tell you to do. So that's how you can tell. Some people are tricked and they think that a higher dimensional being or like an angel is talking to them, but they're all they're receiving is all these uh, fear based, you know, messages and promptings. And that's how you know it's definitely not a higher dimensional being or a good a, a being of good or an angel or whatever you believe in. That's interesting. Uh, where did you learn all this stuff? Is this something that you you were taught by your parents or you picked it up reading a book you found on the street? Or uh, I picked it up from all different types of sources, honestly. Okay. Uh, it's in, it's interesting. And, you know, I've heard people talk about this stuff before, uh, the way you talk about it, uh, I, I tend to understand it more. Uh, in the past, I I've had people talk to me, whether it's on the show or off the show about this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I think for the first time, and I'm not saying I understand it, understand it, but I think for the first time, uh, you're somebody who's talking to me about higher frequencies and lower frequencies. And I'm not just like, 
bro, what the freak are you talking about? You know, like, you know, like, like, uh, I, but I, I guess the way you described it, the way you broke it down and stuff, I, I can kind of feel it and picture it more. Uh, don't worry, everybody. It doesn't mean I'm turning new age. I'm not turning new age or anything like that. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm saying I understand what he, where he's coming from and his thought process. Uh, so go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. So another thing I forgot to mention, like I said, the, the thing you, the things you consume actually dictate your frequency as well. So this is gonna. This is where I'm gonna lose a lot of people if I've already lost a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> basically, uh, the best way to experience interdimensional things like astral travel and channeling and all these things is to be on a high frequency, right? So that you're matched to other high frequency things. But that also means you need to look at the lower frequency things you're consuming. Like for instance, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but um, meat and animal products their frequency is on the frequency of suffering and death and separation from the mother and the child you know the cows you know all that process everything that they've experienced they're on that frequency when you consume it you match that frequency you you begin to take in that frequency and consume it then you begin to vibrate at that frequency that same frequency uh same with sugar sugar is a very low frequency thing People who eat a lot of sugar, they're going to be on a lower frequency. Um, you know, what's it called? Artificial sweeteners, uh, alcohol. I know that's going to be a big one for a lot of people. Those are also on lower frequencies. Uh, that's what makes people a match to lower frequency entities. Like a lot of people who drink alcohol will uh, actually black out, right? And then they act out in ways that they wouldn't naturally act out when they're sober. That's because they've allowed this, these lower frequencies to take over. And sometimes they even get possessed by these lower entities once they're in that plate, when, once they're drunk enough. Yeah. They act out. Yeah. I don't know if you, have you ever witnessed someone black out and be completely different and like become violent or become like a completely different person where they're just. Absolutely. Uh, like they're possessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's a really low frequency thing. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, so, so basically what you're saying is, uh, veganism is new ageism. <laughs> well, honestly, not, not all new age people, um, are vegan because th- a lot of them still have, you know, like meat tastes amazing, right? I love meat. <laughs> Yeah, so that so stuff let me, is uh let me, let me let me let me just back that back up for a second, okay? Because people might be lost there. Uh recently I was on somebody else's show, a very large show, Tinfoil Hat Podcast, and I told them that I lost my my taste uh for meat from COVID. Uh it COVID literally turned me vegetarian for quite a while. Well, it was funny because right after I said that on the recording, like a couple of days after I started getting my taste for meat back just in time to move to Tennessee where the barbecue is great and everything like that. So that's why I said I love meat because I got my taste back for me. So go ahead and carry on, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those things, uh, you know, it's hard for people to let go of, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of people believe, you know, I said law of attraction, what you um, thoughts shape reality, right? Or like what what you believe is you know what i mean like so for instance your beliefs shape what reality you experience and a lot of people believe that you need meat to stay healthy they begin to manifest these illnesses because they they have this deep belief that you need meat to survive so that actually manifests as something that happens 
where a lot of people can't survive without meat because they believe it, that they need it. That's interesting. I, I never really, I don't know. I just never really gave, I mean, I give thought to what I consume. I mean, like I, I don't, I don't take in a ton of sugar. Uh, I don't really consume, uh, I, I just don't really think a whole lot about what I'm consuming in the sense. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just never really thought about it that way. I just, uh, I, I eat what I like. And, and I, I know for me, uh, I don't feel good when I eat, when I eat too much sugar. Um, I don't, I don't drink soda cause I don't like the way it makes me feel. Yeah. You can actually assess low frequencies by how you feel, you know, after you've consumed them. If you actually try eating, say, uh, a diet with a lot of alive foods. So like living enzymes and living, you know, like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, that are, you know, the, you know, the raw form probably, uh, possible, sorry, possibly. Um, when you actually eat a raw diet, you begin to, uh, raise frequency because your cells are being replaced by living organisms and living enzymes rather than the decaying dead flesh. So, um, what I believe is that people who eat meat, they're consuming something of a lower density. So like lower frequency, like I mentioned earlier, and when you eat things that are alive and, uh, you know, vegetables and fruits, though they have a consciousness, they don't experience pain to the degree of a meat eating, uh, like a, like a meat. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, like an animal <laughs> with a central nervous system. Right. So uh, those things are, are are much higher frequency than them. And um, you can actually tell by how um, how accurate, like say, you know, do you believe in psychics at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. 100%. I don't think that all people who claim they're psychic are actually psychic, but I definitely think there are people who are psychics. Yes. Yeah, so... When someone is psychic, they're receiving information from the higher dimensions, right? They're becoming like a bridge or a channel to the higher dimensions and they're receiving information from them. When you're eating meat, it distorts the signal because it's in a lower frequency. It's not a match to the high frequencies of, you know, what the information they're receiving. So you can actually like, usually when I go to a psychic or if I meet someone who claims to have abilities and receive information from higher dimensions, I ask them, what's your diet like? Yeah, like, even though they could potentially receive information from higher dimensions, a lot of it will be distorted by their own perspective and their own, you know, beliefs and their own ego. It's not going to be a pure channel. A pure channel is someone who does not consume any lower frequency things. Wow. So like your your litmus test is like they're like hey I'm psychic you're like okay let's go to to Texas Roadhouse what do you feel about that if they if they're like oh no I don't eat meat you're like okay then let's talk you know if they're like oh yeah I was just there last night I could do it again you're like nah bro you ain't psychic <laughs> <laughs> I mean they could potentially be there are psychics out there that are gifted enough that they can still receive information but it's not going to be pure like it's it's definitely going to like just take everything they say with a grain of salt it's not going to be hundred percent accurate. Compared yeah. to someone who doesn't, I, I, uh, and that's kind of how I am with, I mean, I, I don't go to psychics, but I mean, anything, I mean, even in my realm, so in the Christian faith realm, right? So I, I, I was raised Pentecostal, uh, and I, I don't think I'm Pentecostal. Now. I'm, I'm like a hybrid 
theologically. Um, so, but be, coming from the Pentecostal and stuff, it's it's real big, like prophecy, and you know, somebody prophesying over your life. God told me that you will blah 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 blah. I'm just like, yo, if God ain't telling me, I ain't letting Joe Schmo from down the road come and tell me. Like, I'm sorry, Joey. Like, go take a hike and tell somebody else what God's telling you. I I ain't listening. <laughs> you know? So like I, I just don't I don't put a lot of faith in in people to tell me things. So like even if it was a psychic, obviously I, I would be like very hesitant. But uh you're giving me some tools in my belt. If somebody comes to me and says they're a t- psychic, I'm like, what's your diet like? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why do you ask? I'm like, just tell me what your diet's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah like for me though i understand that perspective because i i was raised catholic okay and i was like, extremely devout catholic actually growing up uh in my teens you know like i was uh going to you know christ youth for christ camps singing church songs for like 10 to 16 hours or something like that and i was in the choir so I was extremely religious. So it's kind of hard that, uh, you know, especially from my family and other people to accept that I'm no longer part of that. But I still, you know, it's not like I invalidate your beliefs. I'm just saying that I'm, uh, you know, I'm better. You're better. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're saying, man. Uh, listen, before we, we wrap this up, though, I, I do want to throw and I threw this out to you before we started recording. And if you don't want to do it, it's fine. But you just mentioned about singing it in church. Uh, can you give me some throat singing and stuff just so that people can understand that this is actually the guy from the video that they're hearing and stuff? I mean, I, I know you said you haven't hadn't warmed your voice up yet, but can you get, can you do anything without warming your voice up? All right, so uh, do you want me to start low or high? Because there's three different frequencies I do. And, uh, well, a few different ones. But um, basically, all right, I'll just start off with the low one. Okay. Pargara, which most people have heard. So that one's the uh, the lower frequencies, and you could uh, if it was more warmed up. It would be cleaner, where there's less of a staticky sound to it. I don't know if you heard that as a rasp, but um, and then the next one uh, is called Chillindic. It sounds funny, but yeah, it's called Chillindic, and. That one you can hear the overtone a lot more. There's two you can hear the pronounced notes. You know what I mean? There's one lower note and then there's a higher note above it. So there's that. That's mostly used to get into trances. When you get into trances, you're more connected to higher dimensions. And you can experience things through that. And then there's um, the mid ones. It This one takes a lot to warm up, so it might not come out very good. We'll try. There are multiple notes in that. Wow. I don't know if you heard it. 
that's called Hume, and uh, that's the mid frequencies. And then after that, it comes with um, Sigit, which is the high frequencies. This one has two notes at once that are very noticeable. And it's not just, you know, two notes. It's actually multiple notes. It just sounds like two notes because that's what you can mostly hear. That's unbelievable. That's that's what you did in the video that attracted the, the Bigfoot or whatever it was. And holy. <laughs> and, then, and then the highest frequency that I can do is going to be, it's it's Western overtone singing. It's not, uh, it doesn't have a weird name like the other ones. All right. So. <laughs> The problem with this one, though, is uh, a lot of the mics and, uh, you know, even speakers and headphones, they can't capture the high, you know, the high frequencies to its full extent for some reason. I need to find a way around that. But, yeah. Well, uh, I got good microphones. If you want to come visit me, we can hang out and do some recording, you know. So, (laughs) shoot, dude. Like, I like. All right. So, uh when I told my wife that you and I were scheduled to talk and uh, I was like, you remember that guy that, you know, did the throat singing video. And she's like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm talking, I'm going to have him on the show. And uh, I'm in the kitchen. And I'm like trying to do your throat singing. And she's like, she's like, don't do that. You're just going to offend him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like it's, it's incredible. Like I can't even comprehend how you can do that. Like it's, it's absolutely amazing. How long did it take you to, to do that? Like learn how to do that stuff. Um, I started in June, 2018. Shut up. And really? June, 2018 is when I started. And uh, before that, it was kind of funny because I discovered throat singing in 2016. But then I read an article that said only like Mongolians and whoever else who not, you know, who does it culturally can do it because they have this extra thing in their throat or something like that. Their show, the throats are shaped different. And I thought it was impossible for normal people to, you know, to learn. But then I saw like a guy who was not Mongolian. Clearly, he was white. And he was able to throat sing very well. And I'm like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Let's do it. And I guess like 2018, I started learning. I was literally working in a factory at the time. And, you know, I was like this box maker. I'd fold boxes in the back and push it through this curtain. And then uh, all the people on the line would fill this box, the, the boxes with, uh, you know, the product. And while I'm there working eight hours, it's folding these giant boxes i would be throat singing in the back like and like making random sounds obviously it didn't sound good at first it could sound like i was making weird humming noises and uh, i didn't care how many people laughed at me or like thought it was weird i just kept going i'm like i, I want to learn this enough to you know i don't care what you think <laughs> wow yeah i mean i i can only imagine what some of the people were like what is wrong with this guy like he like it's like the guy who's always talking to himself you know <laughs> It's like, but that's crazy cool, man. Like, yeah, like five years ago, if you told me I would have a TikTok with 53,000 followers because of my throat singing, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I mean, and that's the way I feel about podcasting. I mean, I started the show in 2017 and here I have uh, this show. I have, I produce other people's shows. I'm starting to do documentaries and we're doing a bunch of stuff with Merkle Media that has nothing to do with 
paranormal. Uh, it, it's just like it took this whole thing is just taking a life of its own. And if you told me back in 2016 that, hey, in 2017, you're going to start something that in five years is going to turn into this. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm Tony, the truck driver. OK, that's all I'm ever going to be. So like it, it's just it's amazing what life does and what you can uh, do with life when you try. You take a passion, a desire, a dream, and you go against the grain. And what is going against the grain? Typically, going against the grain is going against everybody out in the world is saying that you can't do it. Uh, that we're, we're filled. This world's filled with people who say that it's impossible. You shouldn't. That's stupid. And people listen to those people. We were talking about that earlier and stuff about the subconscious and, and developing how you develop as a human being. Uh, but that happens even as an adult. And so you, you go through life and you have people saying these things to you. And so many people don't even try what they have a desire for out of fear of rejection of other people. And those who do try have a substantial chance to succeed because the the uh, the field of competition is so slim at that level because you're actually trying. Like most people don't even try. And so I think it's really cool that you did that and that you were willing to do that. I, I Listen, I took the bullets too. I mean, I, I went into work one day and told truck drivers, you know, guys who've been driving for 20, 30 years, I told them that I'm starting a paranormal podcast. What are you going to talk about? Ghosts and Bigfoot. And they're like, what? You know, like, I mean, you know, they make fun of me. And it's just like, it's like you just, you, you bite the bullet and you have a direction and a knowledge and, and understanding of where you want to go with your life. And you know that they are in like they're they're not going to get you where you want to go, and they're they're not they're doing their thing. So what? Why would you ever let somebody who has no sway in your life have sway in your life? You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, like they're yeah. they're not going to live your life for you, but you're going to let them dictate how you live your life. It's just it's silly. So, anyways, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you chatting with me. Uh, before we get out of here, tell people about your TikTok, your IG, where can they find you and stuff and hear your throat singing and check out the video. All right. So I got a TikTok and it's uh throat sing King. So just type out throat singing and add a K after the, uh, after the G of singing. So it's throat sing King. That's basically how I came up with it. Just added a K and then, um, <laughs> And then uh, a Terrascendence. That's my art account and uh, my main account. Basically, I'm I'm mostly actually just an artist, like a oil painter. Uh, throat singing is a secondary thing, but it's becoming the prominent thing, I guess now. Yeah, yeah. So there's oil painting, and also um, just a shout out to uh, the people I've learned from. Uh, you know, because I did quote a lot of people when I was uh, talking to you. So Teal Swan, Ryan Cropper. Uh, Maybe Koi Fresco. I'm not, anyways, just a shout out to all the people I've been learning from. Awesome, man. Yeah. I Listen, man, I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, I think it was just a fun, uh, engaging conversation. And I didn't know where we were going to go outside of the video. And it took a life of its own. And I'm happy with it, man. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for hosting and inviting me on this. This is a great opportunity. And it was awesome connecting with you. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. And before we get out of here, I just want to, I want to give a shout out. I don't even know who this dude's name is, but 
the contractor for my house came by today to talk with me, and he told me that the guy who delivered the stone for my house asked about me. He said, did by chance the guy that bought that house have a podcast? And he said, yes, he did. And he said, I listened to his show. And so I think it's just funny. The guy who actually delivered the stone to my house listens to the show. So dude, if you're listening right now, shout out to you. The stone looks beautiful. Thank you very much. And shout out to everybody, everybody who listens in Tennessee, East Tennessee specifically. I love yous. I'm loving the area. Let's go. Oh yeah. And until next week, stay safe, take care. And remember the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. Push me down.